0: Hey guys, I'm Norman.
1: And I'm Cassandra.
0: If you enjoy this show,
1: and we hope you do,
0: consider checking out Second Breakfast, our weekend edition podcast exclusively for Patreon supporters.
1: Where we discuss things mostly related to Lord of the Rings, including cast filmographies, The Silmarillion, and much more.
0: For $5 a month, you'll get access to this and other Patreon-exclusive Dueling Genre content.
1: Head over to duelinggenre.com support to find out more, and thank you very much for listening. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson.
0: I'm Norman Mitchell.
1: And joining us again today, we have Joe Dorowski from the Protagonist Podcast.
2: I've made it four days, guys. I'm feeling feeling like I'm really putting in a good effort on Lord of the Rings here. (laughs) We appreciate it.
1: So today we're going to be talking about Minute 184, which starts with Aragorn saying in the most threatening way possible, where is the ring? And ends with Aragorn's very teary eyes. Right?
0: I feel like Christian Bale just threatened me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Where's the ring?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. um, I have a bunch of problems i, I with... feel like
0: there was a better cut for that line
1: <laughs> i understand okay i understand the intention me too i understand i it. get it however that doesn't mean it's great
2: it doesn't work for me
1: i no. It i just, just
2: <laughs> where is the ring yeah i'm here to protect you <laughs> <laughs> and then hands out palms up hey why why
0: are you looking at me so scared Because, like, the way he steps onto that rock at the very end of last minute, like, Mm -hmm. when he comes into frame, is, like, the scene you see in, like, I don't know, like, Gladiator. Like, there's a big stomp from a warrior, and, like, Maximus looks up, and he's about to get a sword in the face. (laughs) Like, it's like, where is the ring? Yeah. Dude,
1: you're coming on a little strong. So, in the previous minute... um when aragorn approaches you hear his footsteps um and they're much they're much more amplified so i think frodo this this delivery is supposed to be like frodo's residual like adrenaline
0: right it we're supposed to feel like it's from frodo's perspective not aragorn's actual delivery
1: right all the it's terrible it's garbage yeah <laughs>
2: like when you explain it like that it makes a little more sense but in the film medium you've got to do something else to really say this is from one character's perspective and not reality
0: like like particularly when we just left Wraith
2: World um, which is 100% you're like okay well I'm seeing things as he sees them He's this clearly isn't what anyone else would see here but then when we cut back to this naturalistic kind of filming I'm not getting what you just described and what you described works what we have doesn't
1: yeah right
0: it's just, it's a complete, like, tonal shift in Vigo's performance. Oh, yeah. it's, it's In, like, two it's whiplash. seconds. Whiplash.
1: It's, like, tonal whiplash.
2: Okay, just, right now I'm just going to jump to it, since we're talking about Vigo's performance. What happens to his accent when he says, at the very end of this this minute, the fires of Mordor? I
0: like, feel like... Everyone says Mordor with the accent. With
1: the, with the rolled R's. Mordor. Yeah. Um... I haven't. He, I think asked. he's throwing
2: in a trill on the fires too, though. It's it's definitely different than. It's <laughs> like, his
1: his accent his accent fluctuates a lot. Right, because in the movie
0: Elrond is the fires of Mount Doom. Yeah. And. Aragorn is the the fires of Mordor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Gandalf also says Mordor with the rolled R's. Yes, he does. I Mordor. haven't. I haven't like spoken spanish in a really long time so i cannot pull out the double r's right now but <laughs> um so i don't know i feel like his accent's all over the place
0: but... uh, it, it is in the movie in general if you're really paying attention yeah, to Pico's like lines legolas. <laughs> yes. yeah that's that's the one that always jumps to mind for me is legolas <laughs>
2: But I I guess just watching this minute several times in a row in preparation, like that one line just gets stuck in the fires of Mordor. (laughs) It's like, what? (laughs) It it just feels like it's in a different movie all of a sudden. Just the the way he had delivered every line leading up to that phrase. Right.
0: Because there's a handful of moments where it really toes the line between trying to stick to sounding in tone and a bit anachronistic. There's a few moments in the movie where it kind of toes that line. How do you mean? Where they really do adapt the language to being more modern and less like fantasy the way that it was written. Yeah. Uh, Uh,
2: Like kind of like it makes me think of Marvel Comics faux Shakespearean uh, when they write Thor. Sometimes you get things that's just like high fantasy sounding words, but no one ever spoke that way. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh
0: some and they maintain some of that stuff and some of it's really good like the the line from a couple minutes ago it would seem like wisdom but for the warning in my heart is a very pretty way of saying that mm-hmm. yeah but it's not the way that people talk
1: well i mean and we talked about it with um galadriel's mirror like things that yeah. were things that are and things that and some things that have not yet come to pass yeah and i mean the original line is um some things that yet may be
0: Right. May yet be. May
1: yet be. I always mess it up.
0: Which also (laughs) just sounds backwards from the way that we're used to speaking.
1: Right. So I like that they do change some of that.
0: Right. But it sometimes they're kind of thrown in contrast against each other when you have maintained lines from the original text along with adapted more modern sounded things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some stuff just kind of sticks out. And you should I don't know. I feel like a lot of times people don't try to make it all the same when they do that sort of adaptation.
1: I think that and I know
0: that that's hard. I'm yeah. not, I'm not trying to say that that's easy.
1: Yeah. I think that they do a pretty good job. They do most of the time though.
0: They do. They definitely do. Um, I hope well, I'm just I mean, not sounding like I'm crazy right now.
2: Yeah. Well, even like this, this pronunciation, I don't think it ever stood out to me in any previous viewing. It's only when I've watched this one minute several times in a row. Then I'm like, what What just happened here?
0: (laughs) I mean, I do think that no one's accent fluctuates as much as Vigo's, though.
1: And you have to, I mean, because they hired language specialists, so this must be the way that it... That
0: Mordor is supposed to be (laughs) set.
1: So, but it it sounds like a parody of itself, if you say it that
0: way. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. especially in the middle of another, like, earnest delivery of a line. Mm -hmm. Uh, It never really sounded forced or strange with... Ian
2: McKellen doing it. Yeah. That's a high because bar to, in, to, to compare someone to, though. Right. I know. Sir Ian <laughs> it is It never is sounded force with one of the great iconic voices in all of cinema history. In I don't understand.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> of any generation, really. Uh, I know. I that's
0: that's an unfair comparison. <laughs> uh Boromir doesn't do it.
2: Shagbeen
0: doesn't know. do the rolled art. Do you
1: think it's an Elvish thing?
0: Uh, probably because Black Speech is descended from Elvish.
1: Uh, okay.
2: Uh, well, because one of those nuggets I never knew until right uh,
1: now. Because <laughs> like Gandalf is familiar with Elvish, Elrond is an elf, yeah. and Aragorn was raised by elves and speaks Elvish. So yeah. I feel like that... but all this
0: but all this ancient Gondorian stuff is named an Elvish. Yeah, but But I mean that's like around here because we have a town called Madrid.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't. I just But yeah, no, like passing down through the generations like things that were pronounced one way like turned into colloquialisms. Like you always talk about the the Brandywine River.
0: Right. In Elvish it's Branduin.
1: Yeah. So I mean Right. It's been oh. three that like
0: that big, Several
1: thousand years.
0: That big sharp rock at the fall of Roros, uh, that you see,
1: yeah.
0: has a name. It's Tol Brandir.
1: The big pointy rock. Yeah. Nice.
0: It is. It's specifically named in the book.
2: Is that its given name, or um... yeah,
0: that is its, <laughs> Did it choose it's, it for itself? Its, <laughs> um, that that's its Elvish name for that that big pointy rock. Okay. It's Tol Brandir. Because they debate about which side they're going to camp on, of that rock. Oh, in the book. Yeah.
2: All right. The, you you have the book, right? For the, like this. Uh, well, this exchange between Frodo and Aragorn. That's not in the book, right?
0: No, it's not. Uh, yeah. It's somewhat inspired by a conversation uh, that Aragorn has with everybody except for Boromir and Frodo because they're the two not there. <laughs> uh,
2: so this is a big change. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I had it open to it because there's, a, there's some stuff with uh Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn about Frodo going off on his own that mm-hmm. I thought was really interesting and there's not really a better time in the movie to talk about it than like when Frodo leaves Aragorn
1: do you think that um well does that track when Aragorn tells Legolas and Gimli that Frodo's gone off by himself
0: I could but this conversation is supposed to happen right before Boromir rejoins them okay like they're having this conversation and then Boromir shows up and he's just like Frodo's gone.
1: Hey guys, what's up?
2: <laughs> Casually pulls twigs <laughs> out of it. Like, I don't know why he went, but he decided to go. He was he
0: he was uncomfortable and had to leave. <laughs> he turned invisible. How did he do that? Can someone tell me how he did that? I am still very confused. Uh, but, like, Gimli and Legolas and Aragorn and Merry and Pippin are all talking about basically knowing that Frodo is going to choose to go off on his own. Like, they all kind of just know. Mm-hmm. And, like, they're debating about whether or not he really will. And Sam pipes up and he's just like, don't any of you realize that Frodo is just afraid and he knows that he has to do it? But now he's just downright terrified.
1: Oh, less
0: <laughs> Like so that's the thing but like gimli says they're all talking and they're talking about legolas suggests that they vote as to where to go next while frodo is off trying to make up his mind mm-hmm. like why don't we help him ease the burden and like decide where we're going to go
1: democracy
0: <laughs> um, and legolas says let us call him back and vote i would vote for Minas Tirith." and gimli pipes up and so should i uh, and he says yet i have come so far and i say this Now we have reached the last choice. It is clear to me that I cannot leave Frodo. I would choose Minas Tirith, but if he does not, then I will follow him, is what Gimli says.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's like, part of this conversation is kind of inspired by that from Gimli. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Legolas says that I will go with him too. It would be faithless now to say farewell. And Aragorn refers to it, it would be betrayal if we left him now. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he leaves uh, and they pretty much, and then Aragorn suggests that if uh, Frodo is going to go off on his own, that three should accompany him—himself, Gimli, and Sam—but only because Sam could not bear it any other way.
1: Why, Gimli?
0: Because Gimli is more familiar with treacherous hills and mountains, probably. Huh. Also, it's closer to the Lonely Mountain, kind of. Uh, Mordor is is to the south of the Lonely Mountain. Okay. So, it's lands that the dwarves would have been familiar with in antiquity. Interesting. Uh, also, Gimli, by nature of his road, would have to travel the furthest to get home.
1: That's true.
0: I mean, he could just stay in Lothlorien, and he'd be pretty psyched about that. Well,
1: if it's near the Lonely <laughs> Mountain, he could just go to the Lonely Mountain.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, going north from Mordor is hard. Oh, okay like like just by nature of the road he would have to take to make the going easy it would take Gimli much longer to get home than anybody else Boromir is right next to Minas Tirith he can take Merry and Pippin with him and they're safe in Gondor right Legolas can go with them or go back to Lothlorien and then to Mirkwood mm-hmm. and then Gimli, Sam and Aragorn will protect Frodo be a small group and get to Mount Doom huh like that's Aragorn's plan yeah
2: And then it falls apart. It's a very detailed plan that (laughs) Boromir just destroys. (laughs) Boromir ruins the plan. That's
1: a nice plan you got there. Come on, Boromir. I have altered
0: the deal. (laughs) Boromir just Um, shows up, kicks over the castle. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So the scene that we have in this minute is largely an invention of the screenwriters. I mean, they're, they're borrowing a little bit, but this is another one of those moments that I, I had not thought about this way until I was watching it minute by minute. And what exactly is the exchange? Like, if we're going to break down the basics of the exchange between Frodo and Aragorn, isn't it basically, I can't trust Boromir. Well, you can trust me. Can I trust you? Yes, you can. Okay, but I'm not going to because I'm going to leave. Is that basically what
1: <laughs> happens? Basically, yeah. That's like yeah, the spark of
0: <laughs> Right, and this is... But this moment is like juxtaposed with the fact that like Boromir was tempted by the ring and tried to steal it. Right. And Frodo just goes to hand hand. Aragorn the ring and Frodo closes and Aragorn closes Frodo's hand. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's a beautiful moment. But it's like as I'm trying to break down like the motivation of Frodo and then the decision he makes at the end of it, it, it doesn't just quite all track for me anymore. But I love the parts. It's just as a whole, I'm not sure what we've we've got in this one minute.
0: Because this moment is supposed to be, for us as the audience, the moment where Aragorn realizes he he just might have the strength to go through with this and be king. Yeah. Because he resists the temptation of the ring mm-hmm. and'll, and protects Frodo long enough for him to get away.
2: I mean, when he closes Frodo's hand over the ring, it's like... An emotional, like huzzah moment. <laughs> like you're excited, yeah. yeah that he has absolutely. faced this temptation. But you'd think him facing that temptation and closing the hand, you know, Frodo's hand over the ring would say to Frodo, "I'm your man. We can do this."
0: Right. Like, but then it would be,
2: you know, it'd be a very different story. If Aragorn yeah, he would not have the two towers. <laughs> that we have. Yeah, there'd be much less orc hunting happening. Uh, if uh...
0: Gollum probably would have been killed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't trust him.
0: Like,
2: as yeah, soon as no. he attacked Frodo at the beginning,
0: Aragorn <laughs> would have stabbed him.
2: <laughs> I mean, I like the story we have. It's just, now that I know this moment was added, like, it, it doesn't quite work out to see the motivation of, of them parting. Mm. Yeah. It feels like this should be unified. It's,
0: I think part of it, to me, it's always kind of read as Aragorn feeling like, well, if Frodo's at this point, where he can't really trust me, there's nothing left I can do for him other than to make sure he gets away. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. That's the way it's always read to me. But I definitely understand the whole, like, this doesn't make any sense kind of reading. Yeah.
2: Can I trust you? Yes. Okay, then I'm leaving. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. But I'm leaving anyway. (laughs) Thank you for proving it to me. That was very impressive, what you just did now.
0: It was. It was. And I have to, I have to laugh at this since we're breaking down the movie minute by minute and we're talking about all this stuff. And I've said this before, probably a dozen times. Every time Frodo is presented with an opportunity to hand the ring to someone, it is the first thing he tries to do. Except Boromir. <laughs> except Boromir. And that's why Boromir so mad. He tries oh, he, to give he... the ring to everyone except Boromir. Like, he's probably like, hey, Gimli, do you, do you want this?
2: <laughs> Legolas? Mary, okay. Okay. (laughs) Just imagine how angry Boromir would be if he'd, like, reverse the order of these scenes. Aragorn walks up, he's tempted by Frodo, and Boromir's watching from the woods. And then Frodo walks off, and then Boromir just pops up behind him. Hey, Frodo, just gathering firewood. And Frodo's like, what are you you doing? (laughs) Get away. (laughs) Do you
0: you got anything you you don't really want? uh, Anything I can help you with? Something you need carried?
1: Well, I think I think Frodo's instinct is correct because nobody really wants the ring other than Boromir. Right. Like he it's tries just to so give funny. it to Gandalf, and Gandalf's like, "Nope, <laughs> I don't need that."
0: Gandalf, like, <laughs> right? Gandalf acts like he's being handed a loaded gun.
1: Right. He's like, "Nope."
0: Like, oh, put that away. <laughs> oh, oh I, oh. I,
1: I think that. Frodo's
0: um it's just Frodo's flight response.
1: Yeah. I think that <laughs> this conversation though is interesting as far as a um like a Frodo Aragorn parallel. Mm. Um in that like I really like the line can you but can you protect me from yourself? Because I feel like that really succinctly sums up what frodo's going through right now
0: and i think the answer to that question based on how this ends is no he can't he can't promise him that yeah Mm -hmm.
1: um he can for now yeah but the longer he spends around the ring like who knows especially if he's the only
0: other person being influenced by it yeah like And and that's uh there's there's no fight there for frodo to win right
2: I've got to say, it's it says something about uh, Aragorn's character that he is not just supremely insulted by that comment. <laughs> like, can you can oh, you really protect me from yourself? Like, you might be my biggest threat. And Aragorn's like, I understand. I, you're right. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I think, think a lot of other characters would be like, as "How as dare you?"
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think that Aragorn just grew up learning how to take insults like that with Elrond constantly walking around muttering, <laughs> "Men are weak." Well, I mean- it
1: is. It is kind of a compliment. Be like, okay, so you are my next biggest threat. Uh, can you protect me from yourself if things go south? And he's like, no, that's fair. I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would have gone.
2: I would have gone with you to the end. Yeah, giant fiery <laughs> eye. Me. I got it. That is probably the proper order of threats in this world. <laughs> it's just like, you know, giant
0: fiery eye of literal doom. Me. <laughs> This is
2: this is the order of magnitude. Like
1: so far anyway. It's a and big step up. Arrogance.
2: This is not arrogance. This is self-awareness talking right now.
1: Yeah. All These right. are just facts.
2: I mean, my uh,
0: my adoptive father is going to like bring my head slash my father-in-law is going to bring me a magic <laughs> sword sometime in the next couple of months and then I'm going to go to town on a bunch of trolls later. But, you know, I can't protect you from me. It's fine. it. <laughs> I'm going to get to wear a pretty silver crown. It's going to be great. <laughs>
1: it's like, wow, Aragorn, you know a lot. It's like, yes, mm. yes, I do.
0: Mm. <laughs> I have seen it in the screenplay.
1: I really... <laughs> I I also think it's interesting that the ring calls him by name. Yeah. Uh, which we don't really hear a whole lot. We don't
0: hear much. Yeah. Uh, Galadriel calls him Elessar. Yeah. Uh, and then the ring
2: calls him Elessar. Well,
1: the ring says Aragorn, and then it says Elsar. Yeah.
2: I'm so glad you touched on this because one of my notes was, "What is the ring saying?" And there we go. That's that's what the ring is saying.
1: Yeah. Normally, it's um, it's whispering in dark speech, but
0: but Sauron is aware of Aragorn.
1: Yeah, he's got to be. He's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Just <laughs> we
0: like, just established guy, where he
2: is in the hierarchy, right? <laughs> yeah. just Sauron
1: in the hierarchy of Middle Earth. Aragorn. That's he's the guy to watch.
2: And just just wait till the end of the movies and then see how the hierarchy is shaken out.
1: There you go.
0: <laughs> right. And, you know, somewhere in between maybe is, you know, Gandalf the White after he comes back from his, <laughs> you know, space age journey with the Balrog.
1: We're not there yet. We got to finish this one first. <laughs> right. There's
0: I miss no Gandalf. Gandalf. The White. I miss Gandalf. I know,
1: it's been so long since we've...
0: <laughs> It'd be nice to see Gandalf again.
1: Oh, I sure miss Gandalf. Shame he's never coming back.
0: They also, in the book, they constantly are just like, oh man, what would Gandalf do? Why didn't he give us more direction before he died? <laughs> what was Gandalf's plan? Gandalf? Yeah, what, what was Gandalf trying to do? And like that's, that, that's like half their conversation. That's funny. Even Boromir is just like, Gandalf would know what to do. <laughs> Gandalf
2: understood me.
1: Uh, so. <laughs> uh, we are from the website duelinggenre.com check out our facebook listener group the fellowship of the mic for all of your discussion and meme related uh needs um and also if you have a moment please give us a five star review on itunes it really helps us out gets the word out um uh lets more people know about this show um and if you have thank you very much we really appreciate you um and joe where can people find you
2: uh, just go to protagonistpodcast.com and you'll find a list of all of our episodes
1: nice so special thanks to our patreon associate producers leaper 182 and ed foster um i hope you're having fun joe on our silly show
2: uh... oh, i'm enjoying <laughs> myself i hope your listeners are
1: yes well that's the hope anyway that is
2: uh... the that's the <laughs> that is our mission statement that's
1: our goal <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back uh on friday for more uh lord of the rings
0: and uh not more boring here Yeah.
2: Dueling
1: Genre